Um, so we're here with Skylar, and I'm here at North Campus. Um, Skylar is an amazing student, and I'll let her talk about herself. Uh, very interesting. So, brings me to my first question, Skylar. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah? All right, the first question is, who is Skylar? <laughs> um, funny you should ask. Um, I am working on figuring that out myself. Um, however, I just try to stay busy. Um, when I'm not in school, I typically enjoy live music. Um, I go to a lot of the punk and metal shows, and I work out a whole lot. I compete in Highland Games, and I have three giant dogs. Right, can you just talk a little bit about what um, what was that that you said you do? Highland Games. Highland Games, yeah. yeah. Like me, like there's a lot of you know uh, listeners out there who pretty much don't know what that is. Love for them to know what that is. Yeah, so uh, pretty much it's um, a traditional, I don't know, it evolved from farmers competing with fellow farmers, and they'd be like, I can throw this heavy thing further than you. So it's a bunch of really strong people in kilts throwing heavy stuff across a field in awkward ways. And I wish that I had more, I could go in depth to each event, and it would, but they're all kind of different. And so it's um it, it would take we'd be we had to do a whole podcast for that a whole podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> so pretty much summed up in a, in, a, in a nutshell right it's just throwing heavy things across like kind of like different obstacles you a field say. A field. just a field yeah man that's crazy but it's one of like i'll say like one of them is um weight over bar so for the women like under 40, there's different classes. So women under 40, you throw um, 28 pounds and you throw it kind of like a kettlebell swing or a kettlebell snatch. Instead of snatching it at the top, you throw it up over a bar behind you. And so like my PR, because I just started doing this, is 11 feet. So I throw 28 pounds, 11 feet behind me up over my head. Oh man, so. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. All right, we're gonna reel it back in. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So my next question is, why cosmetology? What intrigued you from this field? Um, so it's not like a passion for helping people. It's just kind of like the way I was raised. Um, I was raised a lot by my grandparents, and so they were always like excited to help people and help each other, and um, I always really respected that and. Um, so I have worked around cosmetologists and tattooers for a really long time. So um, I wanted to do hair and also tattoos, but I decided to do hair um, because I really want to do hair and makeup for um, film and TV. And um, I was originally going to go to school actually at Avenue 5 in 2012. But I was 18, and uh, I thought I was, like, better than that at the time. I was like, I don't need cosmetology school. Like, I just need to work and work my way up the ladder, and I'll work here, and I'll be a baker. And that's cool, but I hated being a baker. I did not like it at all. So um, I bartended a whole bunch, and finally... Decided to start school, just bite the bullet, and yeah. And, and that was yeah. part of your ladder. That was my <laughs> yeah. Your steps is coming back. It was a lot. Yeah, I had to, I had to do that. I I had a punch like basically give myself a 
mental punch in the face to just get myself there. <laughs> so putting cosmetology and your passion, which is throwing things around, have you yeah. ever wanted to throw a bowl, like a shampoo bowl? Just out of anger. <laughs> just kidding. You know, I mean, honestly, I feel like if I get to that point, I more so use like wit in that aspect. Like I don't, I'm not, I would never be rude to a client, no matter how rude they are to me. But I can get kind of like spicy sometimes, and I think that's another thing that like most of my clients appreciate about me because if they're doing something wrong, I'm not afraid to so basically get wrong. them back on the road. Put them if they steer, you know, um, like I don't know. They want me to do something that either I feel uncomfortable doing or um, will not be in their best interest. Like it'll damage their hair too much or something like that. So you're like check yeah. professionally. Yeah. Right. The third question is, what's your worst client experience? Um, that's a hard one. Because there's like little things in a lot of different experiences, but usually as long as it's not like a physically terrible experience. Um, I... Have you ever done a choppy haircut? Have you ever uh, left the liner on too long? Anything like crazy where the client got mad? or? I'm so like obsessive when I do hair, but I'm knock on wood, like... I haven't really done anything that I'm like super ashamed of. Like, granted, looking back, things that I thought were good, I'm like, oof, oof, I could have been better. But um, I can't say I've ever done anything that I'm like really, really, oh, um, when I wasn't in cosmetology school, actually. Yeah. Um, what, could, does that count? Okay, cool. Uh, my friend had box dyed black hair. It was down to her mid back, and she wanted to go platinum. And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I didn't take into account the heat of the scalp, processing the bleach longer. And I just like basically, I was like, "You got a lot of hair. I got a lot of bleach. Put it on there like shampoo." I just scrubbed it all around, like used it like a rope, like kind of just like squeezed it down and put it back on the top. Um, she looked like a rainbow. It was there's red spots, orange spots, white spots. The ends were still black because they weren't pulling. Because um, she's one of those people that would pull it like she would dye her whole head every time she dyed her hair black. And um, yeah, she ended up going to a salon and getting her roots done red and the ends back to black. She ended up in. <laughs> She ended up in a brown. Yeah, that's the worst hair I've ever done. Oh, and then another time, my friend, um, he had mohawks for a long time, and um, he would dye them a bunch of different colors, and he had black hair, and he wanted to be half platinum and half black again. Granted, again, he's had every single color in the world. He's been platinum multiple times. His hair is dead. He was like half and half. So I did that, and like half of it broke off. So we ended up taking clippers and making the half that was blonde shorter than the half that was black. And it looked really cool and edgy, but it was one of those things where I was just like, probably shouldn't have done that. I know how <laughs> yeah. theory behind yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number four. How has attending school changed your everyday life? Uh, it's been really hard. Um, I'm a very social person and it's turned me into a hermit. Um, I always drink like responsibly and stuff, but I don't drink anymore at all because I know that I won't wake up in the morning 
at the time that I need to do and also it'll keep me up. And so um, I am like straight edge for the most part <laughs> while I'm in school because I um, work three jobs and also am in school full time. And um, you can totally do it because I, again, I have three jobs. I work um, two days a week for 12 hours a day at a salon. I work at, um, for Contigo Catering. So I do catering gigs sometimes throughout the week. Um, and I work for Alamo Draft House, usually a couple days a week as well. And my attendance is always over 100%. Like sometimes, like, sometimes it's like 105. So like if I can do it with three jobs and also I go to the gym for two hours a night for four days a week. Oh, so like if I can do that and still walk and feed my dogs and get my attendance up, I sleep most of the time. Some days I don't, but yeah, practically a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it definitely tries you, but um, it you really find out who your friends are because I have a lot of friends who I know that once I'm done with school, I can call and be like, "Hey, dude, let's hang out," and they'll be like. Yeah, like like I never took a break from yeah. And then there's gonna be other people that are like, where have you been? You know, and it's fine. I'm but fine like, with I'm that. Working. Yeah, because I'm like I'm working on. I'm gonna make my life better. Because you're not gonna make my life better. That's true. <laughs> All right, question number five. Would you agree that hairstylists are our own worst critics? For sure. Hundred percent. I think that that can be in more ways than one too. Um, it's just like, um, especially like creative people, you always think about how you can do something better. And even when you're in the moment, the person hasn't even left. You're like, I can, re I should redo this whole thing. Like, I can't believe I it's did like it that, that one curl. Yeah, curl the way you want yeah. it. Yeah. Or either that or you get through a, like, seven-hour color process and there's one spot that just didn't take the way you wanted it to take. So, yeah, like, a lot of people listening to this will probably understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> and you just kind of hope that they don't see it till next time they come in and then you fix it real hard. Uh, let me start there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably on that one spot. Uh, like, I'm starting there next time. Yeah, and then also I feel like uh, the other way that I was saying was like, um, it's hard to take criticism and that's like all you do in cosmetology school, you know? And so like you feel really good about something and then someone comes up and is like, Hey, you know, you could do it this way. And this is probably the better way to do it. And so you're like, I just worked so hard on this and I came up with like the perfect way, but then the, you find out like the way you've been doing it is like wrong. And it, there's, there's more than one way to yeah. quote unquote skin a cat, but we don't skin cats. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard because you have to take the criticism from other people as well. And you beat yourself up taking that criticism because you're not good enough, I'm not good enough. And it's not necessarily that you're not good enough. It's like you're here to learn and you have to step back and really analyze that. Yeah, I think, you know what, I'm glad you said that, but, like, when I was in college school, that would happen a lot where there was always students who were like, oh, that's good, but you should have done this, or you could have done that, or you could have, oh, yeah. but 
the truth is that, you know, we all learn uh, it through certain situations. And every time that we do something, we learn to do it a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, and a little bit better the second time around. Yeah. And like you said, there's not just one way of doing things. There's multiple ways. Uh, and this me coming from an instructor, when I tell this to a student, I'm like, well, you got to learn the, the harder way, the, the step-by-step part of processing color, of, of color correction. Mm-hmm. Once you got it down, you can mix your formulas. You can like speed up the process. You can do two different things. So I totally understand when you say that. Like, man, we are. And, and this is why it was one of my questions. Are we our, our, our worst critique? And you absolutely like nailed it when you said that. Like, it's, it's true. Like, we, we are hard on ourselves, you know? And it's that it could have done like this or you could have done that. Mm-hmm. We learn from it, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you learn now. You're like, oh, Next client, that same client comes back again. Now you know how to how to fix it, how to do it faster, yeah. quicker. Oh, and I feel like the biggest thing is also like with clients is just encouraging them to come back. Be like, hey, like even if you know that they're not a hundred percent, if you make sure that they're comfortable with you, and just be like, hey, next time I'm gonna give you like the like maybe you used the wrong plot product when you went to do the blowout. Just be like, next time, I want to give you the best ball ever. I already know, like, I'm going to use this product, but I know we need to get out of here. So just encourage them to come back and see you so that you can learn. Because, like, this is a learning experience. Like, I'm still figuring out these products. Yeah. And I ha- I've had people come back like that. And the next time, you do it better. And then you also, like, get a repeat client. Because they trust you. Yeah. Yeah, they got to trust you. Um, yeah. Definitely trust is the number one thing to, to build clientele. So my last question for you that I have is, what are your future plans after you graduate? Um, I'm already working at, like, my dream salon. <laughs> um, your dream salon? Yeah. Awesome. Even before I came, I have um, friends that work there, and my friend is the owner, too. Um, but um, I work at Method downtown, and um, I'm assisting there. And I really just want to build up an awesome clientele there. And I want to take time and travel. And I also want to um, do stuff like contract work for um, movies and just other film and even print stuff, editorial, Um, because I really do like um, avant-garde stuff. But I just want my hands in hair at all times. And contract work doesn't always, like, come back to back. True, yeah. I do um, for sure when I have that. Um, yeah. And I, that, this is kind of still on task, but um, I'd say like the reason that I really, really love that salon is just the fact that it's not one type of clientele. If I want to have that, like almost like, like the Jose Luis style clientele, mm-hmm. I can. If I want to have the birds barbershop type clientele, I can. And I feel like you can have those clients back to back and they all feel the same respect and like happiness and comfortability. Like they're all relaxed in the same way that they would if they were in their like category of um, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that that's so cool because it doesn't limit who you can have as a client. And like it's know. not just like one demographic. Yeah, exactly. Powerful. Yeah. We have like, we have like all sorts of, people on so many, we have actors, we have single moms who like save up their like, you know, like their purse money and like come and get services done like once a week. Like 
we got all sorts of stuff. It ranges. And I think that that's so cool because you don't have to profile. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's some salons where, you know, if you have, a, if you're like me, you have a bunch of different friends in different circles, you might feel like someone would feel uncomfortable coming to a certain salon just because like, if you have that single mom friend who never gets time for herself, she might not want to dress up in a business suit or dress up in business casual clothes to come get her hair done. Yeah. You know, like a different person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be someone's like, yeah. get my hair done. And the cool thing is, is, yeah, we have people coming in full suits, like perfect watches, crisp pants, everything like that, sitting right next to someone in yoga pants and a band shirt. That and is they're so cool. Both drinking wine together and hanging out. You know? It like, probably makes your job very interesting, too. Dude, it's so cool. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah. The next person who sits here. Like, one time we found a possum out back, and the person in my boss's chair happened to be a wildlife expert. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It's so cool. It's so awesome getting to talk to you and, you know, uh, working with you and stuff. Um, the last thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to this is um, what kind of advice would you give, like, all the freshmen who are coming in? Like, what, what's your best advice that you could give them? Keep coming back. It's so hard. There's some days where you're like, I'm only 500 hours in. I can get some of my money back. You know, like you just got to keep showing up because there's some days where you're like, I do not want to do this. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, you don't feel worth it. You don't feel like you're any good. Um, you will learn stuff, but you have to show up. Be on time. Like, that's so important. You can be terrible and someone will hire you if they can rely on you to be on time. And that's so hard to find these days. Like, I, when I was talking to, like, my boss and, like, other salon owners that I know, they're just, like, I just want someone to show up on time. Like, that was their number one thing, you know? All I'm asking for. We yeah. train you. Yeah, because like, they're more than happy to be, like, you're, like, oh, you're terrible with bleach? Come here. Come watch me do bleach. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, yeah, just just keep coming back. Like, even if you feel, like, garbage emotionally, like, these people around you are not permanent. Like, even if you're going to be here for 11 months and you're only t two hours in or whatever, like, it's not permanent. Um, so show up on time. Yeah. Give it your all. Yeah. I would say focus on you, kind of. Yeah, focus exactly. Focus on you. Just get you can make friends, but you're not here to make friends. You're here to build a career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. My class only had one other person in it, so it was hard. And then we, all, the class before me only had one person in the whole class. So it was three people. It's super concentrated, really hard, especially when we have such different personalities. Like, it was hard. But we're here. Right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like 1,200 hours in. Like, I'm almost out. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for sitting here with me. You know, we, we all want to know who Skyler is. Uh, I know some of the instructors already know you. For example, Cameron knows you. Yeah. And she was the first one who was like, I love this lady. <laughs> when she shared it on Instagram, she immediately commented on it. Uh, so thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, any, any last things you want to say? Oh. To everybody listening, which is going to be a bunch of college students, by the way. <laughs> Wait until you get your kit before you go buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to invest in tools, but find out why you like a tool. Don't buy it because Instagram thinks it works well. 
wow, I'm taking that. I'm writing <laughs> that down and taking it with me. All right, so we're going to close up already, guys. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>